What's going down, Far, Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how is everybody doing on this Tuesday? Hopefully everything is going good on your side of the galaxy because there's really nothing new happening out here on the Outer Rim, which is all right with me because that means we can get right to the story. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. <laughs> When he was a step slow in retreating after one of his thrusts, she kicked his feet out from under him and sent him sprawling to the floor, only to back away and let him get to his feet again. When he moved back in, she twisted her lightsaber in a sharp, unorthodox move, hooking one of her blades onto his and wrenching the weapon from his hand. Set sprang back immediately and used the force to yank the hilt back to his palm, then stubbornly renewed his attacks. But as the seconds slipped by, the fire of the dark side was less and less able to fight off the fatigue setting into his joints and limbs. It was inevitable that his weary body would betray him. And soon enough, he came in with his blade held out too far to the side, instead of tight in front of him. Xana stepped forward and snapped her foot straight up, catching Set under the chin. He staggered back, howling in pain, while a string of unintelligible profanity spewed from his mouth, along with a spatter of blood. Do you yield? Xana asked. His only response was to spit a gob of blood onto the expensive carpet at his feet and rush forward once more. Xana felt a small twinge of disappointment. She had hoped he would be smart enough not to continue a battle he could not win. Another lesson I will have to teach you. As he drew near, she responded not with physical violence, but rather with a powerful spell of Sith sorcery that attacked Set's mind. He tried to throw up a protective force barrier in response, but Xana's power shredded his defenses, leaving him completely vulnerable. Sith sorcery was as much a part of the dark side as the deadly violet bolts of energy her master unleashed from his hands. And when Bane had first recognized her talent for the subtle but devastating magics, he had encouraged her studies into the arcane. From ancient texts, she had learned to twist and torment the thoughts of her enemies. She could make them see nightmares as reality. She could cause their deepest fears to manifest as demons of the psyche. She could, and had, rip the minds of her enemies apart with a simple thought and a gesture. With Set, however, she did not intend to destroy him completely. Instead, she enveloped him in a cloud of utter despair and hopelessness. She reached into the innermost recesses of his mind and wrapped it in the nothingness of the void. Set's eyes went blank, his jaw hung slack, and his lightsaber slipped from nerveless fingers. He slowly slumped to the ground, his eyes closing and his body trembling slightly as he curled up into a fetal position. This was to be his final test. A weak mind would collapse upon itself to wither and die, leaving the victim forever comatose. If Set was strong, however, his will would fight back against the horror. Little by little, it would tear away at the emptiness, refusing to die, clawing its way back to the surface until consciousness finally returned. If Set was truly worthy of being her apprentice, he would recover from his current condition in a day or two. If not, she would simply have to begin her search anew. 
We love bringing you more Star Wars, and it is because of our partners that we can do this week after week. So we invite you to be one of those partners. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep this going. Your support will give us the ability to create future episodes, as well as provide you with the best sounding show on your playlist. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click that listener support link. Now let's get back to the show. The Huntress brought her shuttle in low over the desert wastelands that covered the majority of Ambria's surface. Though she had received no formal training, she was highly attuned to the Force, allowing her to feel it rising up from the sun-baked dirt as her ship skimmed across the surface. Thousands of years ago, Ambria had been a world of verdant forests, brimming with life and the power of the Force. But the lush vegetation had been devastated when a Sith sorceress tried and failed to bend the entire planet to her will through a powerful ritual. Unable to control the violent energies of the dark side, she was destroyed by her own spell, as was the landscape of the entire planet. For centuries, the corruption of the failed ritual influenced all life on Ambria, transforming the once beautiful world into a nightmare of stunted, poisonous vegetation and twisted, mutated beasts. Eventually, the dark side energies released by the Sith sorceress were trapped in a great lake near the planet's equator by a Jedi master named Thon, but the damage was too widespread for the world to ever be completely healed. The Iktochi knew all this not because she had studied the planet's history, however. Her connection to the Force allowed her to see things. It gave her glimpses of the past, present, and even possible futures. The ability was common to all Iktochi in varying degrees, but the Huntress's talent went far beyond that of the rest of her species. Most Iktochi would get nothing more than a subtle sense of danger when an impending threat was coming or a general feeling of whether a new acquaintance might be a friend or foe. On occasion, they would be granted precognitive dreams, but even these were little more than random images that meant little without context. With her, however, it was different. Over the years, she had developed her skills so that she could control and direct the visions that flashed through her mind. When she concentrated on a specific person or place, she would get a rush of visual and emotional stimuli that she could often assemble into something useful and coherent. She had meditated for several hours in preparation for her journey to Ambria, calling on the Force while thinking about her destination. In return, she had witnessed scenes plucked from the planet's history. The Sith Sorceress as she was consumed by her failed spell, the Jedi Master struggled to trap the dark side in Lake Nath. But not all her visions were as clear particularly those dealing with the shifting probabilities of the future. Her arrival and meeting with the princess from Doan had only been revealed in vague impressions. She was confident she wasn't walking into a trap. More importantly, she had the sense that somehow this meeting was going to have a profound influence on the rest of her life. For better or for worse, she couldn't say, but she was certain the journey to Ambria would set her on a new path and the Huntress was never one to shy away from her destiny. The location for the meeting was a small abandoned camp located deep in the heart of Ambria's impassable desert. As it drew nearer, the shuttle sensors indicated that another ship was already waiting on the ground. Readings indicated a single life form on board. As promised, the princess had come alone. The Huntress landed, shut down the engines, and made her way from the climate-controlled comfort of her shuttle out into the dry, suffocating heat of Ambria's midday sun. 
the princess was standing at the edge of the camp, facing away from her and lost in thought. The camp itself wasn't much to look at. It was nothing but a small, dilapidated hut and an old cooking pot suspended over a ring of stones and charcoal. But despite the modest surroundings, the huntress could feel this was a place of power, a nexus for both the light and dark sides of the force. Despite the heat, the Iktochi shivered. Great and terrible things had happened here, events that would one day shape the course of galactic history. Now this part was very informative. There are several details that I think we need to cover. Xana uses some Sith sorcery to finish testing Sith. If he can survive the spill, he may have what it takes to become her apprentice. If not, she will start searching for a new candidate. Then it jumps to the Itachi Huntress. She had just arrived on Ambria for her meeting with Sarah, and she could feel the devastation that this planet had suffered. One of her force abilities is that she gets a glimpse of the past, present, and future. So she knows everything that's happened to this planet, and she knows that the things that's happened here has changed the future of the galaxy. Now the details in this part about the Huntress shows how strong she really is. The ability to see the past and the future would make it a lot easier for her to track someone. And I think that's what's making her such a good assassin. Plus her ability to stop someone from using the force gives her a significant advantage against anyone in a fight. But that's where this episode came to an end. Make sure you join us tomorrow to see what happens next. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars in 10. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.